Welcome to Service Headline News. I am your host, Marty Smith, and I'm joined by Eric Perot. Hi, guys. And Jake Wall. Hey, guys. Good to see you. We're here to bring you the latest headlines and updates pertinent to all servicemen and women. So sit back, get informed, and have a laugh as the Square Podcast presents Service Headline News. What? Wait, wait. What? I didn't hear fuck Rob Smith. I mean, what? No, yeah. I'm, oh, I'm you, coming you in after. A very personal. Am I coming in after? Am I the featured guest? Is that what it is? Oh, yeah. Very yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I got to sound happy. Fellas, I, I've never been the featured guest before, so please forgive me. <laughs> Marty well, makes right me also. He's like, you guys, you got to pep it up a little bit. Yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> and when they do, it's so over the top, it's ridiculous. It's essentially yeah. dealing with enlisted guys. It's like, ah, you <laughs> snide fucking bastard. <laughs> I said, show a little, show a little enthusiasm to the general. He's like, come on, general. And you're like, you fucker. <laughs> Anyway, uh, gentlemen, as we already know, we got a guest today. It's uh, Army Lieutenant Colonel Retired Rob Smith. Good to have you here, Rob. Thanks for coming on the show, man. Thanks. Thanks. I appreciate the invite. Uh, Let me give you a little background on Rob. Uh, Rob, you grew up in Philly. What? You graduated in high school in 1983, joined the Army right after that at 17. Yeah. Yes, I did. Uh, went to basic and AIT at Fort Jackson, South Carolina as a 71 Lima admin yep. specialist. That would be uh, first, what's that? Yeah, no, you're correct. <laughs> I know. I'm I'm stealing it all from your interview. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. I'm, still, I'm just letting the, the nation know who you are. Oh, you mean the, the, the 200 folks? Okay. The 200. Well, well, it, might be, it might be seven at this point. Who knows? Uh, your first assignment was out to Fort Belvoir, Virginia, followed by Korea, and then back to Arlington Hall Station, Virginia. Uh, you were accepted in the Green to Gold program and attended Shippensburg University in Pennsylvania. Uh, upon graduation, you commissioned a second lieutenant in armor. Ooh. Officer base, of course, at lovely Fort Knox, Kentucky. Then off to the fourth ID at Fort Carson. 368 Armor. 368 Armor. 368 Armor. Uh, Armor. Silver Lions. Is that what it was? Silver Lions? That's not yes. bad. Silver Lions. Uh-huh. Uh, after four years in Army, you were branch detailed to military intelligence. Then you later served as a basic training company commander, transferred to acquisitions Correct. branch, Deployed to Afghanistan in 2016 and retired as a lieutenant colonel in 2017. Jeez, that's a career. Very nice. That's a hell of a career. Well, thanks, Rob. Uh, We look forward to you bringing your frivolity to this program. (laughs) Frivolity? Frivolity. He's got an encyclopedia in front of him. Okay, I need to write that down. Frivolity. Shit, I've never used that word. That's the Air Force side of Marty talking. Yeah, guys, I got. I'm writing that down. I need to use that in a sentence next week. Oh, dude, this he was a retired <laughs> lieutenant colonel. Like he's still acting like he's enlisted. You're out. You're out of the club, Rob. You're. Yeah. <laughs> Rob, just so you know, before you came on, I asked Marty, "Should I still call him sir?" He says, oh, "No." Oh, shit, call him sir. Nobody gets yeah, nobody says that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even ask. Yeah, you didn't even ask. <laughs> 
you cops are very respectful. Eric's still kissing ass <laughs> till the day he dies. Brownie points, I eat them all. The bonus points don't count anymore, Eric. You never know, man. He's, he's trying for that contractor of the quarter award. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. We're not even at the end of the show yet, Jay. I know. I know. I've se- I see views dropping currently as we're speaking. So, what do you got for us in day in history, Eric? All right, gentlemen. From the from the error and the environment of law enforcement. Oh, this is a good nice one. We're going back to March fourteenth, nineteen fifty. Ooh. Does that the ring scene? a bell for anybody? <laughs> yeah, I'm not even going to ask. I kind of wish you would ask that every time. I kind of wish you would. I, I changed it up. It's, it's becoming your calling. It's becoming your and, little tagline. And right, was anybody I aware? Of, anybody was I invited? Of, was I invited to that uh, area back then, 1950? Uh, you're oh. old, but you're like me. We're not that old. Yeah, oh, yeah. Isn't a, that's prior civil rights there. Yeah. It's, <laughs> Did you All choose right, a so story the, that we're just going to get us in trouble? <laughs> I, I did not. I did not. Okay. This is a good uh, should I have not asked that particular question? <laughs> well, I don't know. We'll see. Let's see what happens. Play along. Play along. <laughs> From right. the world of law enforcement, the seeds of the FBI's 10 most wanted fugitives list were planted on February 7th, 1949, after the Washington Daily News published the article. FBI's most wanted fugitive names. The FBI's public affairs function at the time had given the reporter who asked for a list of the toughest guys the Bureau wanted to arrest the names of 10 dangerous individuals. The resulting news story became so popular that the FBI created the 10 most wanted fugitive list on March 14, 1950. This week marks the 70th anniversary of the list, which is commonly called the top 10. The program uses public outreach to capture offenders wanted for serious crimes. Over the years, over the years, 523 fugitives have been placed on the list, with 488 of them having been caught. As a testament to the effectiveness of the program, 162 of those captures were made with the public's direct assistance. Well, that's pretty good. Today. That's a pretty good record. That's pretty good. And did, they offer, did they offer rewards during that time frame uh, um, for that to, to, yeah, did they offer or anything? Or oh, yeah. It's modern day point. when they started to offer rewards. Yeah. Jake, tell Rob we're not supposed to ask really in-depth questions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Our intel goes like... <laughs> My bad, fellas. You can't dig in that far. You're, you're confusing us with a show that really knows what it's doing. Okay, right? my bad. <laughs> I do. I, I did read uh, Bill O'Reilly's book about killing the mob, and it went into all that early FBI stuff and how they were chasing Capone and how they were chasing. Uh, Dillinger and and how it progressed into what the FBI was and how at certain times they were working with the criminals to catch bigger criminals. And it's just, it's dirty, man. It was really dirty, but I guess you had to do something, I suppose. Well, it's interesting that this list started that far back and it's one of the only programs in the FBI that is still effective today and they're still using it. 
using it right. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's yeah. creative. That was a good service day in history, huh? <laughs> yeah, I figured we'd switch it up a little bit, run down the law enforcement road. Yeah, that was good. I like it. All right, so <laughs> let's let's jump in. First story from taskandpurpose.com. Robot dogs are taking over the U.S. military. Now, there's nothing new that has happened here except for some contract stuff that brought this up. But uh, it's just outlining how a lot of these robots are being used in different ways, mostly in the Air Force and the Navy, I think. Uh, The article goes, it's been three years since robot dogs first made their operational debut alongside U.S. service members at an American military base. And uh, this is a tough one. And the quadru- quadru- quadrupedal sensor platforms have found a growing number of new applications as an extra pair of eyes and ears for troops across the armed forces. Cape Cod Space Force Station last week became the latest military installation to receive semi-autonomous quad-legged unmanned ground vehicles, or QUGVs. Uh, to enhance perimeter security at the Massachusetts base. So I think primarily the Air Force is using them with security forces. Um, The the four-legged robots have been a fixture of Air Force installations since 2020, when the 325th Security Forces Squadron at Tyndall uh, in Florida began experimenting with Ghost Robotics Vision 60 QUGV. Ghost Robotics is the company to significantly increase situational awareness for defenders. The Ghost Robotics QUGV, God, that is a horrible name. It does not roll off the tongue. (laughs) In particular, are designed to bring a package of electro-optical, acoustic, and other sensors to bear across any challenging terrain and the toughest of environmental conditions. The addition of the QUVG to the U.S. Air Force will reportedly enhance the service's mission effectiveness through added detection and alert capabilities. The platform can patrol a military-based perimeter in various terrain. I think it has like a seven-and-a-half-mile range. So, but you know what that thing does? It does nothing that an MWD, other than an MWD, would attack. This thing is just going to be able to sound the alarm. It's, it's you know, right. a warning. Right. Um but uh, you fence know, I, sensors and ground sensors, the things that cops use in between fences and on fences. Then, I mean, is this thing going to make those obsolete? Well, it did not go into the sensor packages, um, and I would hope it wouldn't. But I mean, you could stick everything on there, right? Thermal, IR, um, sure. yeah, night vision, everything, and just let that thing go. And it's just a roving. The only problem I have here is we're outsourcing. An Air Force veterinarian from a job. I feel really bad for that guy. Well, <laughs> yeah, but look at all the uh, look at all the robot guys, maintainers that you're going to bring in for these things. Yeah, a lot more jobs for sure. Yeah, Eric, yeah, what's your over under on a security forces guy already trying to write it? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I am 100% sure that that's already occurred, man. It's already occurred. It's already occurred. No doubt. No doubt. But you know, there's some kid with his beret going like this. Just up on top of one of those things. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. Uh, doubt. Let me find the. All right. Listen up. The QUGV 
also referred to as robot dogs, has been delivered to the 325th Security Forces Squadron at Tyndall Air Force Base. The semi-autonomous robots were designed by Ghost Robotics and Immersive Wisdom. They have the ability to crouch down and creep into small areas. In order to increase security at the facility, which is situated in the Florida Panhandle, the base aims to use them. The QUGVs the are each outfitted with a wide variety of cameras and sensors. These provide the device with a 360-degree view of its surroundings. What was that, Sega? The four-legged I was just wondering where the ass end was. That's all. <laughs> I don't know. I I saw one video <laughs> where you could kick it all the way upside down and it'll stand back up, but it's like inverted. And I don't know okay. if the operator has a way to just like auto flip the uh, picture, but it'll it'll write itself. It's pretty neat. Um, as it trots Planets along, can climb difficult terrain in a wide variety of temperatures from negative 40 to 131 degrees Fahrenheit. So, <laughs> the robot's design it's just full of sensors, essentially, right? Um, so, is it, is it posted with a, a cop with a person or is it standalone? Does it do its no, own thing? Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure how they're going to employ it, employ the damn thing yet, but. They're $75,000 a piece. Ooh. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. What does a dog cost? Like, what are they? <laughs> I don't know. I, th okay. I think that training is pretty goddamn expensive, though. Yeah. yeah. After you trained it. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Right. It's Just a right. comparison. So here's the commander of this security the 325th Security Forces Squadron. These robot well, dogs will do be deployed as a force multiplier That's for better great. situational awareness by patrolling areas that are undesirable for people and vehicles. And it's COVID resistant. He added that the robots, which are in no way intended to take the place of actual military working dogs, will be programmed with a patrol route and watched over by a non-commissioned officer oh. of the Security Forces Electronic Security Sensor System. As significant uh -huh. volumes of data are computed at key sites throughout Tyndall, these dogs will serve as an additional pair of eyes and ears. The U.S. Air Force has already used the robots to evaluate their capabilities for perimeter defense duties and as part of a significant test of the network's Advanced Battle Management System, ABMS, data sharing system. So I don't know if they're supposed to be walking along with the damn thing or not, um, but you know if they're like, Hey, take the take the robot dog out and patrol. And he'd be like, Roger that. And he goes back to the Humvee and he's just like, Yeah, yeah I got it. I got it. Right. He's not out there at all. This damn thing. He's not out there. Yeah. No, no, I think he's being monitored by some kind of screen, I'm sure. Not yeah. the guy. No, I'm talking about the the freaking robot. Oh, he's, yeah, yeah. But if he's supposed to be walking along with that, program, robot, that guy's gonna be sacked out. He's not gonna walk around oh, yeah. with it. Uh, it says their their roles are expanding. Uh, the Army and the Navy, or the Army and the Marines, have not really accepted it yet yeah, because of its that. reliability. We're not going to do it. I mean, because when you heard the statement that said uh, they're going to be utilized for places that are undesirable, mm -hmm. we don't believe in that. If I tell you, <laughs> hey, let's go take that hill, I give two shits how undesirable it is. You're supposed to take the hill. Right, like we're supposed to. I'm sorry. Yeah, but so we're not going to. We will. We will take it if it's forced down our throat, because yeah. again, I sure. think 
I'd much rather have a dog who can chase after someone or whatever the case is. So well, the guy said, uh, spokesman for, I think the Army said, once the algorithm. Oh, shit, it was an Air Force. It was Air Force, right? <laughs> that was Air Force, My yeah. Okay, but the ahead. article. Okay, no, but the article has, uh, uh, they're talking about uh, an Army spokesman saying, once the algorithm algorithms that operate the robot dog allow it to move in a manner that adapts quickly to any given situation without getting in the way, then it'll make sense. Right now, though, it's a very amusing yeah. toy. <laughs> yeah, it's, exactly. It's it's heavy, cumbersome, right? Reliability. I'd rather rely on a dog um, and and a human than anything else. So, so other wire and a couple sensors in the ground and a couple <laughs> sensors breaking back and forth. I'm going to rely on that a little more than that dog right sure. now. Right. But they have a, a, a couple other applications for it, uh, and formerly NBC, but is now Seaburn, sea Chemical, Biological, radio, Radiological, okay. Nuclear. Reconnaissance, target acquisition, uh, confined space, subterranean inspection, mapping, EOD safety, uh, perimeter security uh, are just some of the other applications they're talking about. But this uh, spokesman goes, the armed role is coming. It's the same thing that happened with unmanned aerial systems. A predator drone started out with just a camera, and now it has Hellfire missiles. So right. that's a good point. And let me show you this one real quick. This was so. If, if yeah, it's go ahead. Trolling and Tyndall, right? I wonder how much that thing weighs. Yeah, potentially yeah. more than a dog. It's patrolling the same routes in Tyndall. That's okay. I mean. As soon as it rains, then what? It's not back yeah, out there. Right. Or, I don't know. Or it's yeah, that's a good point. And it can't jump a dog. We've jumped with dogs and things of that nature on control. Yeah. So, you know, that the likelihood of that being able to jump with a combat unit is probably nil. Right. Yeah. And, and getting back to undesirable, even <laughs> army base housing is undesirable. Oh, yeah. Now that's true. So, that is, maybe you guys have the best. I mean, yeah. Maybe I can go search for mold. Yeah. <laughs> you know, though, this goes back it to... It doesn't what, have a mold sensor. <laughs> this goes back to what we've talked about in the past, guys. All the technology that's going and, and the money that's being spent on these advancement robotics, whether yeah. it be aerial, on the ground, yeah. in the in the water with the Navy. I mean, man, right. everywhere. So they put this gun on top of this fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. That looks terrifying. Look at the look at the kick on it. <laughs> it knocks it off. Oh it can't my even God. stay centered. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. I think the tappy yeah. tappy be creeping out. Actually. Yeah, that that little right be when it stops, duck, you know? Yeah. Maybe that That's rifle's good. too big. Yeah. That's crazy. They, they just heart mounted it too. There's no no I know they reduction. There's nothing. <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's ridiculous. <laughs> Look at me. He can't even. That's oh. just spraying rounds all over the place. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wow. All right, sit. <laughs> Good job. <laughs>
Oh. Yeah, that sound is creepy enough. Can you imagine? Yeah. I can't imagine what the cat guy did when it was doing 360 standing there on the. <laughs> <laughs> Diving for cover. Holy cow. <laughs> but apparently, apparently, China has a whole battalion of these things. So they don't care. They're okay. just they're just going to send them in. Probably put a stick an AK on there and just go. Just <laughs> walk in firing. Just go, baby. Lay the wall of lead down. Okay, so, when we all go to Taiwan, so I hope you guys got your uniform ready because yeah, we're going to Taiwan. So <laughs> make sure you're asking fit in your uniform. <laughs> we talk about that too. Exactly. So no more IRR for that two hundred percent. Well, if they do go with no fit test, all right, sign me up. I'll come back in. You can have a full beard too. Yeah, you can yeah. have a full beard, tats. You can go back in say with just put a uniform on and you're good. I'm gonna put I want, a tattoo right here too. I, <laughs> I want the bonus. Give me that bonus all up front. One yeah. lump sum. I don't want to prorate it. So anyway, robots are coming, baby. All right, Rob. This story is right up your alley. And this is from this this original story was from military.com but this excerpt i took was from fox news so they're reporting on uh the third armor corps out at fort hood descent in army ranks after ban on rank and file tradition it's a dumb dumb uh headline title but the third army corps out of fort hood texas released a new policy earlier this year that narrowed which tank crews will be able to name their vehicles tying what has been a long-standing army tradition to crews who score in the highest bracket during gunnery qualification. So basically they're saying, and, and this is the tank tables, right, Rob? Yeah. Table nine. Yes. So what is, uh, is it like shooting an M16? Is it scored as like expert marksman or what are those, what oh, is the no. top score called? Do you remember? Um, it's a thousand. And so it's a, it's a series of scenarios. Uh, the tank is in a hull duffelade position or in the back. A target will pop up either on the right side or the left side. The gunner is supposed to identify those particular targets. Um, then that gunner would, uh, tank commander would give a command. Uh, I two tanks, right tank, identify, and then he would move up, shoot the tank, and then he would swing the uh, turret to the other side, shoot it. And then when both of those targets are down, the uh, driver would then just back up. So that's a, a complete scenario. Okay. So there's a total of, I believe, 12. And you're just adding all of those up. Um, you get points taken off for misidentifying a target. Yep. You get points for for not saying the right command. You get points for moving up too slow. And so the highest is 1,000. The lowest might be 650 or 700, which means you didn't qualify. So you're going to have to go back up. I think it's um, to say that probably Fort Hood might be the only place that does that because when I was at Fort Carson, my guys already had their their name on the tank. It's it's doesn't yeah. really matter. You're basically trying to get the highest number so you'll have bragging rights with your boys. That's basically it. Well, nothing that, more. Nothing. Now that policy is saying that unless you score in the upper whatever percent, right? Yeah, you can't name your tank. I don't know how they do yeah. that. I, if you already have a name on your tank, well, you got to scrub it off. Right. 
Exactly. So that's my point. So I think that's just just for Fort Hood. All the other installations where they have tanks, uh, again, maybe Fort Carson and other places, I don't think it's a big deal. I mean, yeah. when I came in, I got a gunner. His name was uh, Sergeant Rosado E5, and he taught me everything that I needed to know about tanking as well as my platoon sergeant. And we already had the name of my tank was known as Destroyer. Huh. My ass didn't come in first, so but it, that didn't mean that they was going to take my name off of the tank because every tank commander probably is on that tank for about a year to two years. Right. So it's normally the tank commander who will say, I'm going to change it from Destroyer to Dorothy or whatever the case is. Yeah, yeah. But as long as the commander says, okay, that's a good name. But again, it goes all the way up. You guys, it goes all the way up to the chain of command. And it's the company commander that go, okay, yeah, that's a good name. That's an appropriate name. So well, that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool to have your tank named, you know, to be on that. That's kind of that's kind of esprit yeah. of corps, right? It, well, it doesn't mean anything until your ass goes to combat. I mean, well, um, yeah, right. having a, a name on a tank means absolutely nothing to me unless I'm in Iraq shooting bullets and things like that. It, well, the, the crux of the controversy was that basically the officers have the best gunner, the best crews. So it's a true statement. Um, generally, what they see, what some anonymous officers have said, is that all the officer tanks are going to be named, but all the enlisted with not the best gunners on it are not going to have any names. So then you're going to have this division. That's going to create well, animosity within the unit. I agree with that, but I kind of disagree because one thing, and we've all been NCOs, one thing about the NCO Corps is they value the way that they are treated and how they treat their leadership. There's no way that I can have a platoon sergeant who's shitty and everyone else doesn't uh, communicate with him and fix it or whatever the problem is. Yeah, you're going to get the best gunner. But nine times out of ten, that platoon sergeant, he's going to have the second best gunner, yeah. and he's going to make sure his guys fall in line. Yeah. So I, I had a great uh, platoon sergeant, Sergeant First Class Cobra from Altoona, Pennsylvania, and he taught me everything about tanking, and he knew when I dabbled in the NCO Corps, although I used to be an NCO, I was like, all right, sir, that, that's me. I got it. And yeah. I think a lot of the officers kind of are that way. They're kind of hands off. The sergeant majors and the platoon sergeants, they're going to make sure their their soldiers are squared away. I rarely do. I think you will see a tank company with a screwed up um, tank unit because right. that platoon sergeant has pride in his guys as well as himself. That's kind of how I look at it. I mean, there's one side. There's one side of it that's saying, um, you know, it's good incentive to name your tank so you better go out and do your best on gunnery right i, yeah, I get that i get that i think yeah. isn't it better to say hey between me and jacob and eric let's just see who has bragging rights that has the best company i'd rather eric say hey rob you 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 scored shitty and i scored a 950 you scored an 850 i've got bragging rights for the next six months or whatever uh, saying well, my tank's the best and so forth and so on you know that's how i look at it um, Marty, does this go back to you know motiv motivation and retention? Is it part of that as well? Motivating no, somebody? No, it has, no? actually for the first time it has nothing to do with the retention. So, <laughs> uh, which is, it seems like every yeah. other story we do is like, well. Last week was all retention week. All retention, right? yeah. Uh, so now, you, you just like, 
just like you know naming our bombers and when in world war ii they did the art the the art right. yeah. they call that crap yeah oh what the nose Painting art the... yeah the nose art yeah the nose art on the on the bombers right. all the sexy ladies um this uh former officer who was commenting on this article he says, quote, it sounds like a dumb rule that has Command Sergeant Major written all over it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's probably right. Right. Um, and that might be the way the sergeant that might be a way that the sergeant major um kind of motivates oh, yeah. his troops. That's, that's, yeah, that's his one thing way that he stepped it. in. Right, yes. right. Yeah, that, that could be it right there. So um but no, I, I think it's a dumb rule. Now, one one of the kind of shitty uh stipulations here is, and you know, Rob. And well, everybody knows when vehicles are deadlined and you can't be on your vehicle. If you go and qualify on another tank, that doesn't qualify for your tank. Yeah, that 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 doesn't happen. Uh, there was no correction. I'm sure it does happen, but your platoon sergeant is pissed as a leader. Um, you're pissed because there's no way in the world that I want my guys to leave their tank to go someplace else, and then I'm then I'm actually looking at the maintenance folks, and I'm looking at how did the platoon sergeant or how did that team do everything humanly possible for that tank? Every It's just like right. a vehicle. Yeah. You're, 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 you're Harley Davidson. We all have pride in our vehicles. And most soldiers and NCOs and officers, they have pride in their vehicles. And to leave one to go to others is shitty. Now, when I was an NCC getting my ass tore out of frame, I would jump from tank to tank. But that's yeah. an NTC. But those were NTC again, tanks too. Right, right. But yeah. again, when you're firing in your own for tank table nine, I think is what it is, you want pride in your own vehicle that says, yep, Betsy did it or whatever the case is. That's how I look at it. Jake, you see how Rob brought motorcycles into that whole conversation? You see it? <laughs> so, so. I'm still Jake trying to is, buy yours, Marty. Jake is a triumph man. Oh, wait, three wheels? No, it's a, it's a shark. Oh, it's a, Triumph. It's a, okay, okay. I, okay. I have okay, two, Triumph. but they're, one's a Triumph and one's a BMW. Yeah. Gee. Yeah. He, he, he hates America, so. Clearly, you guys' pocket must be full of money to have a, I, a BMW. I don't like maintenance on motorcycles. <laughs> and some American motorcycles have a tradition of rattling themselves to pieces. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I have a yeah, I have a uh, I have a I have a Kawasaki ZG fourteen hundred and a um, Yamaha V Star eleven hundred. That's what I have. Yeah, one of my friends rides a V Star. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Oh, you all better watch out when I get my damn golf cart. Put my helmet on my golf cart. Your retired golf cart. Your Porsche no. golf cart. <laughs> golf cart. <laughs> I'm put a gun on the top, man. There you um, go. Task and purpose that come uh, a couple of years ago put this out where they went out on Twitter and asked for the best tank names. And so this is <laughs> this is ones they got. So aggravated assault. Uh, let's see. Aggravated assault, abandon all hope. These are all <laughs> and for those listening, these are all uh stenciled on the barrels of these M1 tanks. No, that's that's where you go. You don't put it any other place. Yeah, it's just a fucking barrel. Yeah, okay. That one says American badass. Not that great. This one's great. No, <laughs> that one's good. That one says Daddy's belt. That one's awesome. 
You mean you mean the sharp guys didn't come around and tell them to take it off? And I think that's I, I guess thing. not. That must have been out in the desert. I don't know. <laughs> Daddy's belt. That's great. Uh, that's diplomacy a great failed. That's a yeah, good one too. That's a good one. Ground zero. Not that creative. Yeah. Oh yeah, boy. What Do they name one. any of the other armor like Bradley's, or is it strictly for the M1s? It's strictly for yeah, the M1. I, I've never seen it on any other platform whatsoever. I saw one that had ASVAB waiver. On it, and I was like, "That's pretty good too." As a bad waiver, I like it. I like that. One. Uh, okay, going. let's move. Let's move to our last story. Beers. All right, Jake, you ready? This is from Stripes.com. Beards don't belong in the military. Senior enlisted advisor says at the Air Force Symposium, which was just a couple of weeks ago here in Colorado Springs. Airmen and other service members clamoring for the right to grow a beard had their hopes crushed by the military's top enlisted advisor who called the issue a waste of time during a recent video. Air Force Chief Master Sergeant Ramon C.Z. Colon Lopez, the senior enlisted advisor to the Joint Chiefs of Staff, voiced his disapproval of non-uniformity while addressing an airman's question alongside Chief Master Sergeant of the Air Force, Joanne Bass, and Chief Master Sergeant of the Space Force, Roger Toberman, at the recent Air and Space Forces Association Warfare Symposium. He says, quote, the question, the question is, do we really need to be discussing fashion when we're preparing after 20 years of war to best an opponent that can potentially have the best of us? Colon Lopez said during the Facebook broadcast, is the beard relevant? Is there a need for a beard other than personal comfort to not shave? He continued to double down on the notion of beards as nothing more than an expression of personal style. He said, quote, if you want to look cute with your skinny jeans and your beard, by all means, do it someplace else. (laughs) But quit wasting our time on something that doesn't have anything to do with kicking the enemy's ass. Nice. The, the the biggest uh, pushback that he got were people talking about religious exemptions, right? Viking. So I, I guess the army uh, a couple of years ago allowed Muslim and Sikh soldiers yes. to wear head coverings and beards. So that's what they Correct. were trying to push back on him. But I I'm right. with the guy because I know if they're going to allow it now, I know I've had friends. I think we've all had friends. Of those guys, uh, black guys with the shaving waiver, yep. where they get ingrown. Oh my god! Right, that's just horrific. I mean, that really looks painful. But then there's a problem. No. No. no, it's not. <laughs> no, I, th- I think what normally transpires is um, you use that as an as a fucking excuse. Yeah. Uh, period. I mean, if, that if you if you tell me as a black guy I can have a fucking beard and I can trim it, make it look nice and neat. I'm going to use the ingrown hairs all the time and twice on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. However, yeah. if you look at it from a Marine's perspective, if you look at it, our individuals who were in the um, service before us, I don't give a shit. They, if they rake their entire skin, they were clean shaven. Yeah. And I could follow someone like that. That's just how I look at it. So, well, there is a discipline. I mean, it's just like the that. long hair. Yeah. No, and- it's not. You just fucking shave in one direction. 
No, no, but then, I mean, there's and, a, no, and, there's a discipline to keeping yourself shaved. If you're out in the field, you know, waking up, taking the face paint yeah. off, shaving. But, I had that stupid little electric razor that sucked. That took me forever. Uh, but it was but better, you're than, you're better than you're shaving in cold water. But you're supposed to be disciplined. So, I mean, it's not supposed to be easy. Yeah, right, right. So there is a religious flavor that you're not thinking of. And I've physically seen this on the printer at work. It is a religious flavor for the Viking religion. Viking? Is there a Viking religion? Is that no? No, there's not a Viking religion. I'm not playing, Marty. On the printer, I have seen it. We pull it off the rest of the guys in my fl- my flight area were laughing about it is Why this is, who's gonna who's gonna dispute it right well that's the thing but i mean you gotta sacrifice a goat or something for that <laughs> you gotta earn that that chaplain's gotta be like yeah there's yeah but how is, don't they hang how, how like hang? by hooks in their chest at one point for one of their ceremonies to get to manhood or something like that does Do he that. have a shroom wing do that and I'll believe it. Right? Yeah. How, yeah how Does he have a mushroom waiver? Because they're notorious for getting blasted and then going into battle. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but I what Martin, let me ask you and Jacob, do you guys agree with the long hair? I hate that. With the long oh, the hair. ponytails? No, I can't. I can't see the that. ponytails. No. Yeah, I can't. Well, I mean, it's out now, so yeah. I can't stand it. Well, it's because I now. They are we trying to cater to kids that are coming in? And we're like, well, is, that, is that yeah, where we what we've become? Yep. Yeah. If you go back yeah. and listen to the, some of the previous articles we've read, all their initiatives are because they're fifteen thousand short last year in recruiting. Yeah, I mean they're laying now. Did you read the one uh, or have you heard about the tattoos that they're allowing now? Yeah, I think you can have a sleeve tattoo, right? You can have them on no, your hands yeah. and your oh, you neck. You can have them on your hands now. And your and neck in the back. Yeah. Straight up the back. Wait. Has the Marines accepted this? Uh, I think part yeah. of it. I think part of it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. So, because you know, the Marines, they don't believe in anything. So, <laughs> they've got a history of a lot of tattoos, though. Well, you have to. Yeah, that, that is true. You know, it is that funny. Is They're like, hey, you have too many tattoos when you get in. Wait till you get in, get through basic. Then you can get all the tattoos you want. <laughs> get anything you want tattooed. But going back so to what the beards, figure, going back to the beard. I can see in Afghan. I can see in Afghanistan. Like when I was in Afghanistan, um, and I've been a number of times. When I was with the special forces guys, they always white guys, black guys, Asian doesn't matter. They always had beards to simply blend in. Right. Yeah. So right. I can see that, like that, that master sergeant picture. I can yeah. see that. But in Garrison, I, when I was at Buckley, um, going to S two E two or whatever the case was, I seen this dude walking towards me, brother, full brown beard, hat, well, cover I guess, hands in pockets. I damn this shit myself. <laughs> but again, and I'm not saying it's because I'm Army, he's Air Force, but and he was comfortable. And he was within regulations, so yeah. it was. It's just crazy to see. I just don't see it very often. But you know, they're making changes to accommodate folks. They are, and uh, I mean, there's even more than that. I mean, there's you know, smoking pot, 
failing the ASVAB, failing the uh, physical fit thing. Um, you know, they're smoking making- pot. You can still come in if you smoke pot. Uh, in a year. Within a year of come back in, yeah. Oh, so yeah, there's a whole lot of uh, yeah, there's a whole lot of and and Space Force is thinking about not having a fit test. Uh, So it's just (laughs) you know, it's it's (laughs) it's not Jacob. Jacob, would you go back in if someone was like, "Hey, man, we really, really need you"? Would you go back in with today's soldiers or airmen or whatever? I I wouldn't go back in because that's not my job to fill fill in where you lacked. Yeah, gotcha. you should yeah. have been yeah. training up your boys. You should have been bringing up the people below you. Gotcha. That's not my fault that you didn't do that. Yeah, I'd be scared to come back in because number one, the only reason I'd be scared because I know I would cuss out so many folks and right. be like, you know what, just go back. Right. Yeah, because I'm I'm just not used to it. I'm, yeah, I'm no, not okay. used to it at all. And now, or um, you just become like you didn't care. You just be like, all right, yeah, well, that's true I mean, too. Which, which I don't know which one's worse. But I, I, I right. would come back in, but I don't think I could be a supervisor because you don't know who's going to go after okay. you for something that you said, right? And you yeah. may not have, you know, <laughs> you know, you didn't mean it that way. You know, you're just trying to motivate, whatever. But. Who knows who's going to make a report on you, and the next thing you're standing in front of the man, and you're like, "Oh shit, I I didn't even mean it that way." Well, you offended yeah, them, so now I've you stood in front of the man many times. So yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, so it's 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 too dicey. I don't know. I couldn't navigate it. Um. Uh, so anyway, uh, going back to the Afghanistan thing with the beard, uh, that Cologne Lopez, the chief mess sergeant, acknowledged that he wore a beard in Afghanistan because of a combat need to blend in during special ops missions. Exactly. But exactly. he said that that need went away when service members stopped blending in by wearing body armor and U.S. flag patches. I was like, yeah, that's a good point. Hey, look at that Very guy who with the beard and the American <laughs> flag vest and the American <laughs> flag on it. It's like, that's pretty dumb. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, you- the, the other one just- said... Uh, you know, there's a there's a a practical need for beards too, especially when you're talking about mask fit. You know, you want that NBC mask to fit right. Well, beards you're not going to be able to seal. You know, it's going to be a bitch to seal. Put it that way. Hmm. Uh, you know, I kind you of don't think? No, you can, no, I as a basic training company commander. I mean, I, I didn't have beards, but, but I would go in every cycle, and um, I think the biggest thing was privates and just didn't know how to clear and seal their mask but i still think you can seal it with a beard can't you because it's as long as it touches know. the skin right yeah right. man that's definitely yeah. a hard press you ain't sealing you're a casualty baby you're you're going down in mbc attack forget <laughs> that's it. only because of my neck roll now maybe <laughs> <laughs> like popping the seal down there <laughs> Had nothing to do with the beard. <laughs> no, it would be like, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. So anyway, uh, interesting stuff. So Marty, what, Marty, what was the final outcome? Did they say they're going to accept them or not, or is it just service? Different they type floated. Uh, I know the Air Force floated um, an idea out there that they were thinking about doing a leaked Space Force memo. 
showed that the service was considering a survey of how facial hair affected readiness for male service members in uniform during its own pilot program. You know, guys, it, it, for me, it's one basic simple thing. All the conflicts from our past, we yeah. deal with standards. And we were able to meet the mission and all those conflicts right. still meeting the standards of not having hair on your face. Yeah. Standards were there for a reason. You looked professional. You looked like a professional military. Right. And I, I'm I'm old school. I still believe in that. So for the all these things that talk about Jake, I see you smiling. <laughs> all these things about tattoos and yeah. beards. And I it, I just oh, have a problem God. with it. I disagree with them. <laughs> no, I, I I'm with you, man. I agree with you. You as well. Is it because they were all old heads and we grew up in a different type of military? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. When I was a basic training commander, my lieutenant colonel chewed my ass because my drill sergeants were doing the army thing, uh, dropping guys and get up, get down, get up, get down. And so he told me, hey, Rob, he said, next time your drill sergeants punish a soldier, they must touch the ground first to make sure it's not hot. Oh. then they can go ahead. And I, I my ass got in trouble because I was having my guys doing uh, push-ups and sit-ups near Ant Hills like they did to me when I came in. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, so. What year was that? I got, that I came into the military? No, no, no. That you were, uh, you were a. Uh, I was a company commander at um, Fort Jackson around 2001, 2002. Oh, man. Right around that saw, time. Saw it as yeah. early as uh, that. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was crazy. And you're right. They did have the little uh, cards, I guess. What do you call those cards? Where oh, if it turns black, timeout card switch. or whatever it is. Uh, yeah, they have all that shit, oh, man. It's God. it's a different world out there. And just oh. think, as a, as a company commander, I was getting crushed all the time. I, I, you because guys you were are trying to do it like you you went through it, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna have to pass on re-upping. I'm not coming with you. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's, not <gonna> <laughs> it's not gonna happen. Yeah, it's it's different. It's it's really different. So, oh god, Jake, what else you got? You're just oh, sitting there. No, I was listening. I was. I, I heard a rumor that Space Force <laughs> is pushing to get their own special forces, and I couldn't <laughs> find the news article on it. And I figured I Eric thought you were would setting up a joke. No, it's wow. real. I thought Eric would love that. All that means is they're going to wear a beret when they're at their console. <laughs> we we were asking around. We're like, man, what what would that entail? Like, what update would they do? Yeah, you know. Wow. Yeah, they don't, don't get what... lumbar support on their chairs. <laughs> 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 Those guys are hardcore. I don't know. Well, now I know where the flashlight gloves are going to yeah, come in. Go. <laughs> I mean, if they just want them to be able to coordinate space stuff with soft community, that can be done without being called space special forces people. We good? We end up? Yes. <laughs> You're trying. It's going to stick. That's a shitty way of ending it, but yeah, okay, Martin, you can end it. <laughs> so, well, I, I, you know. I called end up. 
So if we're end up, then we're done. Just like index. You remember index? You need to rob the background on index. Yes, I know a five paragraph field order, so I've never heard of index, Marty. Well, well you know what index is, right? End of the exercise. Hey, it's not a fucking a, exercise. This isn't an exercise. It's an episode. So he goes end episode. End ep. Oh, end ep. That's why I called it end ep. Don't, don't laugh. Don't encourage him. It works every time. Everybody loves it. Everybody loves it. So it's yeah, funny. it's because it's ridiculous. <laughs> it is ridiculous. Now that he explained it to me, uh, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, maybe I don't. Else. Maybe I won't explain it to the next guest, and they'll be like, "Oh, I guess that's something they do." End up <laughs> sounds pretty good. End up, end up, end up. <laughs> When's your next one, Marty? Next week, depending on how many views oh, we shit, get on yeah. this week. So uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> we might hang it up after this one. So. Yeah. <laughs> On behalf of all of us here, I'd like to thank you for listening today. Please like, share, subscribe, and let us know how we did in the comments. And as always, make sure to download the next episode for more service headline news. Rob, thanks for sitting in, man. I appreciate it. Anytime. Man, let's end at this. Let's end at this. See, it's catching on. <laughs> catching on. Man. Thanks for the uh, week. I'll see you next week.